All right, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Sure to thank our Talmud sponsors for the month of Av. Paul and Kathy Pollock, in honor of their grandchildren, Tikva Esther, Simcha, Abigail, Milana, Masanta. May they all grow up to become the best version of themselves. Truly beautiful. Our week of learning sponsors, Bill and Razi Eskin, Lezecha Nishmas, Bill's father, Mordechai Ben David, and Razi's mother, Sivia Mas Moshe Aaron. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nishamas will have an aliyah, and the families a nechama. We will see with that. Let us begin. A thank you to Rabbi Richter for giving such a wonderful shir yesterday. We, today's daf is Chaf Hey. We are picking up on Chaf Daladam Adays, and we are picking up at Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzchak Lerava. Really interesting so yes, So we are 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19 lines up from the bottom. So I remember again, <coughs> we are continuing in the fascinating sugya, Amavir of Nachman by Yitzchak Lerava. Ma'u lahalos menesias kapayim liyuchsin. Bosei fascinating shayla. Can you go ahead and if you see someone dochni, right? Yesterday we were introduced to the sugya about establishing kohanic status. Establishing kohanic status. So the Gemara asks as follows: Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, Rav Nachman, I'm sorry, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says to Rava, if you see someone duchning, can you assume that since they are duchning, that in and of itself attests to their yichos? That that attests ultimately also that in yichos in this context, what does yichos mean? Their familial status specifically that they are a bona fide kohen. So you see someone duchning, can you assume that means that their yichos is fully intact? And they are a bona fide coin. Amrle put the Rav Chista of Rav Avino. It's machlokes. It's machlokes. Do we do we go at this machlokes? So Hilchas Amai. Okay. Shkayach. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? I will say. So Amrle Anamas Nisa Yedano. So he said the truth is I know a Mishnah. Here's the Mishnah. We're more probably a Brisa. The Sanyo we learned Rav Yosi. So, I'm sorry. The Sanyo Rav Yosi Omer. Kedola Chazaka. Chazaka is very powerful. Now, what is he basing this on? This is actually a fascinating piece. The Gemara is quoting a Pasik from Sefer Ezra. And here, the Gemara, just to give you the idea this was happening, that they're coming back, Ezra's coming back, bringing back the wave of Jews after the destruction of the second base Hamikdash. So here we go. So the Navi over here is describing the following situation. There were sons of Kohanim, the sons of Bnei Chavia, right? Ultimately, again, sons of Barzilai, who took from the daughters of Barzilai as wives, Vayikra Shmam, Eila Bikshu Ksavam HaMesiach Hashim, Velo Nimtsu, Vayigolu Minakuhuna, Vayomahat Tershas Elohem, Asher Lo Yochlu Mikodesh HaKadoshim, Ad Amon, Ad Amod, Koin Urim Betumim. Shabbat so said, so long story short, Hatir Shasa, now, who's Hatir Shasa? Rashi says over here, Hu Nechemya ben Chachalia. So, what's the interesting of Hatir Shasa was the name ultimately again for, for, for the prophet Nechemya, for the Nabi Nechemya. And we'll say, why is he called Hatir Shasa? This is incredible. We learned this actually, we saw this Gemara. Hatir Shasa is a contraction of two words. Hitir Shasa. Ultimately, again, they permitted him to drink. Nechemya was the Sahamashkin. He was the, what's the Saramashkin? He was the wine steward. wine steward. He was the wine steward for the Babylonian king. What was one of the obligations of the wine steward? You had to drink the wine before you gave it to the king to make sure that you weren't poisoning it. It's a little bit of a problem. What's the problem? Yeah. 
It's also It's also for a Jew to go ahead and drink the wine of a Gentile. So again, it's a whole it's a whole involved discussion. But essentially, the rabbis allowed Nehemiah because of his position to sample the king's wine. Hence the name Hitir Shasa. Hitir Shasa, right? <laughs> rabbis always work stuff out, right? So, words, so they, were, they were able to allow him to go ahead and drink the wine. Hitir Shasa, incredible. So we'll say, so now what's happening? So what's happening over here is there's a group of people who's coming back with Ezra. They want their Kohanim, or at least they claim to be Kohanim, and they want to go ahead and, of course, enjoy all of the rights of Kohanim. What was the problem? The problem is in Bavel, their fathers and grandfathers had married outside of the Jewish people. They had married converts, married other individuals, and so as such, this particular group of people, their, their yichos was in question. So Nehemiah says to them, listen, guys, there's nothing I can do for you. Ad amot koin l'urim v'tumim. The only way to sort this out is literally again to stand in front of the urim v'tumim, which represents again the breastplate of the koin gadol with a piece of parchment inserted inside. Only one problem, which is there were no urim v'tumim in the second base hamikdash, which was a nice way of Nehemiah saying to them, "I can't help you. I'm sorry. You know, there's no there's no way to sort this out." Your yichos is in question. I'm sorry. Your Kohanic status is not intact. Amr lahem. What was Nechemi saying to them? Amr lahem. Hare'ate meches kaskan. But here's what we can do. In other words, you, now that you came to Eretz Yisrael, you could maintain your chazaka that you had in Eretz Yisrael. Bema'hayisim ochlim bagola. What were you eating? What were you eating when you were still in Babel? You were eating what we call kotshe ha'gvul. Now we'll say Rashi is over here. is truma. You were eating truma while we were in Babel. Afkan bekatshi agvul. So to Eretz Yisrael, you could continue to eat truma as well. I says the Gemara v'Yisach Daitcha Malim in the Seis Kapam Yochsin Hanikev in the Parsiyah Daihu Asi Lasikinu. Now I will say the Gemara says that if you hold that Alocha Lamaisa, we we if we see a coin duchening, we go from duchening ultimately to establishing his genealogy. Then if we would allow these Kohanim to duchen. Ultimately, again, would it not be a problem? Now, both said the Gemara seems to be assuming that they were duchening in Babel also. So, the Gemara is suggesting over here, you see from here that we don't, uh, that in general, in general, we don't say that from duchening you go to Yichos. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 shiny hacha, this case is very different. Why? The Ro'ach has Kaihu. They will say, this group was different, and this group was a, a self defined known group. Since everyone knew that this group had particular genealogical issues, even if we would see them duchening, even if we would see them duchening, at the end of the day, we would not make the jump from duchening to yichos. Now, say, so I just want to point out what's fascinating over here. What, the, what we're going to see, the Gemara is going to get into is, there are a lot of things, rights and opportunities that Kohanim have. So there's duchening, there's consumption of truma, there's consumption ultimately, again, of sacrificial parts, there's chazay v'shok, like the, the, the chest and the leg, ultimately, of just a regular animal that, that's just shafted. There's a lot of different things. And so we're just trying, and we'll say, but, but what's the ultimate, what's the ultimate Kohanic aspiration, right? What, what's the crown jewel of being a Kohen? Yichos, right? Because again, if that Yichos is intact, then everything else flows from that. So what we're trying to find out from the Gemara is, if you see a coin engaging in Kohanic behaviors, does that, uh, does that, does engagement in Kohanic behaviors establish yichos or not? So specifically what we're focusing on now is duchening. Duchening. Now we'll say, interestingly enough, 
Duchening is the least of it, right? Because again, what's involved with Duchening? What's involved with Duchening? A bracha. A bracha. And whose head is it on at the end of the day if the guy's not really a Kohen? Right? It's Kohen's head. What's that? That's right, by the way. Again, we know this already some of this contemporarily, right? Let's say people get up and they dochen, right? Like I said, do we know that they're Kohanim? No idea. Let's say, well, I'll take him better. When Eliyahu HaNavi comes, is there a strong possibility that there are people who go up to dochen who are not going to be Kohanim? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like there's going to be people who don't know their Kohanim. Oh, no, I'll say, by the way, that's not, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of people trying to sort stuff out because there's going to be Kohanim who've been dochening for years who are going to be Eliyahu going to be like, but then, but then on the other hand, remember, there's also going to be a whole bunch of people who thought they weren't Kohanim, who have been going to Levayas like nobody's business, right? And then what's going to happen, right? A whole bunch of Kamachanim. So there's, going to, there's going to be a lot of this course correcting. It'll be beautiful, beautiful to see. But a lot of this course correcting is going to happen. In any event, so the is pointing out over here that you can't bring a Raya from this group by Ezra and Nehemiah. Because everyone knew that this was a self-defined group whose entire chazaka, the familiar, their yichos, was in question. And this is as follows. We're going to see there's an opinion that holds that if you see someone, if you see a coin eating truma, then that by definition establishes his yichos as well. Well, here's the problem. What did Nechemiah tell this group? What did Nechemiah tell this group? What did he tell them? Whatever you were doing in Babel, you could continue to do in Eretz Yisrael. <coughs> what were they doing in Babel? Eating truma. So I so one second, one second. So aren't we concerned that if we allow them to continue to eat truma in Eretz Yisrael, that someone's going to make the jump from truma to yichos? Rather, I have to say that, again, this was a, this was a self-defined population that people knew about. And people knew their particular genealogical challenges. So therefore, again, whether they're duchening or whether they're eating truma, no one is going to make the jump from truma or from duchening to yichos. Tap of chafhei. Elamai gidola chazaka. So I say, so what does it mean when the Gemara said over here before, gidola chazaka, that chazaka is strong. Listen to this. So the Gemara says, meikara achal b'tshuma drabanon, hashta achal b'tshuma daraisa. Oh, Here's what's interesting, I will say, that remember, while it's true that these guys, these Kohanim, well, we'll call them Kohanim for our purposes now, but while it's true that they were eating truma in Babel, I will say, what type of truma were they eating? What type of truma? There's no truma da'arais in Chutzah. Truma is a mitzvah hatuluya ba'aretz. Right? Truma is a mitzvah that is dependent on Eretz Yisrael produce. So if they're eating truma outside of Eretz Yisrael in Babel, that is Shuma Durabanan. So watch what just happened over here. So Ezra says to them, sorry, Nehemiah says to them that whatever you were doing in Babel, you could continue to do in Eretz Yisrael. So and he gives Truma as the example. But one second, in, their, in Babel they're eating Truma Durabanan, and now if you let them eat Truma in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be Truma Daraisa. So the Gemara says, Hashta Achav Truma Daraisa. Vibay Seima, Hashta Nami Truma Durabanan Achal, Truma Daraisa Lo Achal. Maybe not. Maybe not, maybe what Ezra was saying, I keep saying Ezra, maybe what Nehemiah was saying to them was, no, no, no. In other words, literally, whatever you were doing in Babel, you could continue to do in Eretz Yisrael. Specifically, you were eating Shuma Durabanon in Babel, you could continue to eat Shuma Durabanon in Eretz Yisrael as well. The Gemara says, right, about Shuma Daraisa lo'acho, the Chima Skinon, mit Shuma 
And therefore, I say this helps us avoid another issue. Because remember, again, as we're going to see, there is an opinion that holds that maskinon that truma consumption, what if you see a Kohen eating truma, that is enough to solidify his yichos. Aye, but when is that true? What type of truma? What type of truma? Shumadaraisa. That's why, again, Nehemiah was comfortable allowing this group to continue to eat Truma Dirabanan in Eretz Yisrael as well, because there was no concern that they would go from Truma to Yichos, since Truma to Yichos only is Truma Daraisa to Yichos, not Truma Dirabanan. Incredible. Ve'elamai Gidola Chazaka. So I was like, that's the case, then what does it mean when the Gemara says Gidola Chazaka, that Chazaka is so great because it allowed this population to continue? What did it allow them to continue? Here we go. Da'afagav di'ikala migzar mishum Truma Daraisa lo gazvinan. See, I both say, I might have thought as follows. I might have thought that we shouldn't let this group eat truma dirabanan, lest they what? Come to eat truma daoraisa. And then what's the concern? And from truma daoraisa, ma'alin liyuchse. From truma daoraisa, then we would make, we would establish their yichos. So the Gemara therefore says, so the Chiddush over here was, Nechem Yusef said, listen guys, status quo. Status quo, you can maintain, we, we can't establish your genealogy, or your yichos, I should say, but whatever you've been doing, continue to do. You've been eating Truma Dirabanon in Babel, you can eat Truma Dirabanon in Eretz Yisrael. And what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is, but now in Eretz Yisrael, they're also going to have access to Truma Daraisa. We don't say that we're going to stop you from eating Truma Dirabanon unless you come to eat Truma Daraisa out of fear that from Truma Daraisa you'll go to Yichos. Incredible. Shabbat said, the Gemara said, but Truma Daraisa lo'achol. Is that true that they can't eat Truma Daraisa? Shabbat said, so just to be clear, there's, there's two things happening over here. There's a general discussion. I will say we're on Chavheya Madalov 2, 4, 6, 8, 8 lines down from the top. Shabbat said, so two things happening over here. Number one is a general conversation about what type of Kohanic behaviors allow us to go ahead and what? Solidify or ascertain yichos, proper, intact Kohanic lineage. That's, that's discussion number one. So, so far we've seen, we've had a discussion about truma, we've had a discussion about duchening, we'll see more. Now, we're a little bit hyper-focused on this episode in Sefer Ezra where you have this group of people coming back with Nehemiah, coming back with Nehemiah, and they were a group of self-identified Kohanim. The problem is we know that their fathers married out. When I say married out, by the way, married out for Kohanim, which could be marrying Gerim, which could be marrying out also, but marrying Gerim as well. So now what, what, what Nehemiah says to them is, guys, we cannot ascertain your yichos. The only thing that can straighten this out is what? Is what? Orimbetumim, and what's the problem? No Orimbetumim in bias Shani. So pretty much, we're going into a holding pattern. Status quo. Whatever you were doing in Bavel, you could continue to do now. Now, the Gemara says, and what were they doing in Bavel? What were they doing? What were they doing? Eating Shuma Drabana. Now, it's also possible they were Duchening. It's also possible they were Duchening. But right now, folks, they were eating Shuma Drabana. So Nehemiah tells them, when you come down to Eretz Yisrael, you can continue to eat Truma Dirabanon. What's the novelty in that? What's the novelty? We can allow you to eat Truma Dirabanon, and we're not concerned that what? That you'll come to eat Truma Daraisa. Good. So the says, by the way, is that true? That they can't eat Truma Daraisa? This group, this group, can't eat Truma Daraisa in Eretz Yisrael? V'haksia, <coughs> but the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, Asher lo yochlu mekodesh ha 
The Pasik says, speaking to this same group, you can't eat from the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Gemara says, Mikodesh HaKadoshim, hu delo achol, habitshuma daorai sa'achol. Now, I said we would assume, what does Kodesh HaKadoshim refer to? The Pashas, what does Kodesh HaKadoshim refer to? Kabanas. Kabanas. Right? So it sounds like what Nechemi is telling them is, they can't eat from Kabanas. But what can they eat from? What can they eat from? Shuma, even what? Daraisa. So what's going on over here? Tuchimah says, no, no, no. Hachi Kamar. Lo b'midi di'ikra Kodesh. Nechemi was saying to them like this. You can't eat from anything that's called Kodesh. Nerabosai, what's called Kodesh? What's called Kodesh? Dichsid, v'chol zar lo yochal Kodesh. Nerabosai, that's a reference to Truma. Truma's called Kodesh. So you can't eat Truma daraisa. Nor can you eat that which is called kachim. Then I will say, what's called kachim? What's called kachim? Sacrificial parts. So we'll say, so it's interesting. We read Kodesh Kadoshim. We read Kodesh Kadoshim as one phrase. The Gemara is actually saying, the Chemi is saying it means two different things. You can't eat Kodesh, you can't eat Shuma, and you can't eat kachim. You can't eat pieces, of, you can't eat sacrificial parts either. says, if the daughter of a coin will marry Israel, she can't eat What's Chumas HaKadoshim? What is that? That, the, the, the sacred, the parts, that are given from a carbon to a kohen. Okay, take a look, quick look at Rashi. Rashi says over here. Rashi says over here. V'lo b'midi di'ikri kachim afilu chazei v'shok shal shlomim ha'ne'achalom l'nashe karnam l'avdeim. So we'll say even something, even something like the chazei and the shok, like the chest and the thigh of shlomim, which can be eaten by anyone in a Kohanic family, these individuals cannot eat. So I will say, so therefore again, the Gemara says no, Nehemiah was telling them you can't even eat Kodesh and Kadashim. You can't eat Truma and you can't even eat the least sanctified sacrificial parts. Okay, beautiful. Tashma, Chazaka the Kahuna. So I will say, so again, that's the end of that conversation. So now, so now, I will say, I just want to point out, we're not, we still don't know, we still haven't answered our original question, which is, is truma consumption, right? Is truma consumption enough to solidify Kohanic Gichos? So we have two things open so far. Does Duchening certify Kohanic Gichos? Does truma consumption certify Kohanic Gichos? We, so those two things are, two, are still open. What we do have resolved is the episode in Nehemiah, where Nehemiah was telling those quote-unquote Kohanim that what can they do when they come into her? So what can they do? What can they do? Eat truma Rabbanah. That's it. That's it. That's what you have to do. Good. So let's go back to Tashma. Chazaka l'kuna nesiyas kapayim b'bavel. So listen to this. What's a chazaka for kuna? We're assuming chazaka for kuna means an activity or a behavior, we'll call it an activity, right? That goes ahead and certifies kohanic gichos. In bavel, duchening works. Which means, I'll say, what the Gemara seems to be saying over here, is that if we see someone duchening in bavel, that certifies their yichos. Now take a quick look at Rashi. Nisiyas kapayim bebavel. Why is this? Rashi says, Haro ehu no se kapav bebavel. If you see someone duchening in bavel, meyid alav bechomakam shu kohen. Rabbi will say, that is enough to go ahead and testify by such an individual anywhere that he's a kohen. Or mekabla nehemenu, lefi shiyish sham yeshiva 
based in Kavua, Bodkin Achra no Sekapayim. I will say, isn't this fascinating? So in Bavel, in Bavel, because there was a basin in the Yeshiva, they would not let people get up to Duchin until they did a genealogical search ensuring that such a person was a valid Kohen. So if you see someone Duchening in Bavel, that is enough to attest to their Yichos. Okay, go back to the Gemara for just a moment. We're stopping in the middle of that Rash for just a moment. Vachilas Chala Besurya. Similarly, if you see someone eating Chala, they will say, what does Chala refer to? Chala refers to the portion of the dough that you give to a Kohen. If you see someone eating Chala in Surya, that is also enough to go ahead and attest to their Kohanic Yichos. The Rebbe said, now go back to Rashi for just a moment. So this is incredible. So so what we call what we call Surya is Aram Tsova. So Surya was conquered by David Amelech. But unlike other conquests of David Amelech, which was done together with the permission of the Sanhedrin, David Amelech conquered Surya on his own. Because of that, there is a discussion about the halachic status of Surya. Is Surya considered to be halachically part of Eretz Yisrael or not? Or more specifically, does it have Kiddushas Eretz Yisrael or not? So listen to this. So there was a, this opinion holds that Surya is considered to be part of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore challah consumption in Surya is da'araisa. And therefore, if you see someone eating challah in Surya, that is enough to attest to his Kohanic status. Third category, the Chiluk Matanas Bekrachen. Now listen to this. Chiluk Matanas, I'll say, is Zroa and Lechayim. Remember, I'll say, the halacha is, the halacha is, that Stam, if you shecht an animal, every single time you shecht an animal, you are supposed to give the Zroa and the Lechayim to, to the, to the Kohen. So the, the foreleg and the chest goes to the Kohen. I'll say, that's not a carbon. It's not a carbon. That stam yushecht an animal will discuss whether or not or why it appears that this halacha does not apply today. Because it's not dependent on carbonos and it's really not dependent on Eretz Yisrael. So I will say, so now listen to this. Similarly, if you see a guy who gets zroa and lechayim in the marketplaces, that is enough to establish him as a Kohen. Now what's the pshat? Let's take a look at Rashi. Bikrochen. Va'afagav di isurin in Israel zarim. Holu krochen makom shvakim hain. Umetsuyim ba'ovrim v'shavin. Hamakirim bo. Ilav de Kohen havalo machtsif nafshei. Let's listen to this. In the cities, in the cities where there's also a lot of marketplaces, there's a lot of pedestrian traffic. So let's listen to this. A guy would not take Kohanic portions if he wasn't really a Kohen. Why not? Why not? Because there's so much pedestrian traffic, you run the risk of being recognized as a Kohanic imposter, right? right? If, if you claim to be a Kohen. So therefore, a person is not gonna have, a person is not gonna have the chutzpah to go ahead and claim to be a Kohen in a place where there's a lot of pedestrian traffic, unless of course he's really a Kohen. So, both sides. so now watch what just happened over here. Three different categories, three different, three different halachas. So in Bavel, in Bavel, if someone duchins, that is enough to establish their Kohanic status. Why? Because in Bavel, there's a yeshiva, there's a beisdin. They don't let someone get up to duchin unless they first vet him. That's case one. Case two, Surya, Surya conquered by David Melech. 
This opinion holds kibush yachet shmei kibush. Conquering of David is enough to give a kibush hazaret Yisrael. Therefore, chala is the araisa. If you see someone in chala in Surya, that attests their Kohanic status. And case number three, you see a guy in the city going ahead and taking the zroa and the lechayim, the Kohanic gifts of the chest and the foreleg, in a place where there's a lot of pedestrian traffic, that also attests this Kohanic status because no one would have the chutzpah to do that if they weren't a Kohen. To which the Gemara says, my lovely yuchsin. They will say, when we say establishing Kohanic status, is Kohanic status for what? Is this not for yichus? In other words, I will say that again, you see someone duchening in Babel, you see someone in Chala in Surya, or someone taking Kohanic gifts in the large busy cities. What does that do? What does that do? That establishes his yichus as a Kohen. To which the Gemara says, no, lo l'truma. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean for yichus. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means for truma. That Allah, if you see any of these three cases based on duchening in Babel, eating challah in Surya, or taking zroah and lechaim in the cities, such a person is entitled to eat the truma da'araisa. But it does not necessarily establish bona fide yichos. The Gemara says, one second. I, but it's comparable to the consumption of challah. Just like challah consumption establishes yichos. So too in this case over here, seeing someone duchen in Babel should establish the yichos as well. To which the Gemara says, "Lo achilas chalo gufal truma." Achilas, the Gemara says, "No, actually, the consumption of chala itself only goes ahead and allows you to eat truma. Why? Because kasavar chala bismanazed drabanon uchuma daraisa. Because this opinion holds that both say presently chala, the obligation to give chala is only drabanon." But truma could still be da'oraisin. What's the chiddush? If you see a coin eating challah, maskinon, mechala drabonon, truma da'oraisa. Ultimately, again, we go ahead and we elevate someone who's eating challah drabonon and say, oh, if you're eating challah drabonon, we'll also like to eat truma da'oraisa. And I will say, this is in line with the way that Rafuna Rav Yeshua switched around a ruling to the Rabbanon. What's the ruling we're referring to? Tashma. Here we go, I will say. So I just want to point out, just where the Gemara is holding right now, it appears that when the Gemara said these three things, if you duchen in Babel, right? If you eat challah in Surya, and if you take Kohanic portions in the marketplaces or in busy cities, that that establishes your kahuna, we thought it establishes your yichus. It turns out that, no, what does it establish your ability to do? Consume truma daraisa. Consume truma daraisa. So I will say, which is really fascinating, because what it sounds like over here, what sounds like where the Gemara is going is, what do you need in order to establish your yichus? What do you need? What does it sound like? What do you need? Sounds like you're going to need eidos. Right? It sounds like any of these Kohanic base. It sounds like that's where the Gemara is going, because... If duchening is not enough, challah consumption is not enough, consumption of Kohanic portions is not enough, like, what's left? What's, what's left? So it sounds like where the Gemara is going with everything is that to truly establish yichos, you need some type of edus. Now, both like, edus doesn't have to be two witnesses testifying about you. Edus could also mean some type of uncontestable familial proof, a family tree, something else. But you need more than just Kohanic behaviors. Okay, let's go on. Tashma, here we go. Chazaka lakuna nisiyas kapayim nechilu granas beretz Yisrael. So what says into this? A chazaka for kuhuna is duchening 
or consumption of truma in Eretz Yisrael. Right? This allows you to go ahead and, so I would say two things. Either if you do in Eretz Yisrael or you truma in Eretz Yisrael, Suppose listen to this. However, in Surya, in Surya, and in any other place, we're interested in you know, when Basin would be Makadesh the Khosh, when Basin Eretz Israel would establish a new month, they would dispatch witnesses. Dispatch witnesses, or, or not witnesses, um, messengers, to go ahead and spread the word to outlying communities. So anywhere, ultimately, again, where the messengers of Beisdin would reach, so ultimately, duchening is enough of a rayo. Avalochiluk gronos. But just, but I'll say, chiluk gronos is truma, but not truma consumption. Ubebavel, ubavel kesurya. And bavel is like surya. Rabbi Shukran, the Rabbi says, Af Alexandria shomitzrayim, even in Alexandria of Egypt, barishona mitnesha Beisdin kavuan sham. So we'll say Alexandria was also like Babel and like Surya, because in Alexandria they had an established Beisdin. Katanimiyah, so we'll say, what do you see from here? Nesiyah's Kapayim. So we'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Duchening is enough of a raya for one's kuhuna. My love, Luyuchsin? Does it not mean that if you see someone Duchening, you can establish their bona fide Yuchsin credentials, Yuchus credentials as a coin? Lo, Lechala. No, what it means is, if someone duchens, that could be enough to establish their ability to consume challah. To which the Gemara says, but one second, katoni. But yet it, it compares it to the case of granas of truma. granas Just like if a coin eats truma, that's enough to certify his yichos. So to duchening should be enough to establish his yichos as well. To which the Gemara says, Chiluk granas gufa lachala. No, 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 it's not true. In fact, I will say, interestingly enough, Chiluk granas consumption of chala is what, I'm sorry, Chiluk granas consumption of truma is what will allow you to eat chala. What does that mean? Kasavra, listen to this, because this opinion holds, Truma bismana zedrabanon, the chala da'araisa. He holds that true contemporarily, presently, Truma is drabanon and chala is da'araisa. What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is if you see someone eating truma, we could elevate them to chala consumption. And found the Rabbanon sitting in the yeshiva of Rav. And they said that even according to the opinion who says that contemporarily, Shuma is Drabanon, Chala is Daraisa. Now, how could that be? Here we go. Shahare, Zayin Shekibshu, Vizayin Shekhilku. It was when Yoshua leads Klaviswa into Eretz Yisrael. And what was we, we learned this by Shal Shudas last night. We this by Shal Shudas. We started the Rabbam Hilchos Besa Bechira. And we saw that Ramam spoke about, spoke about this Zayin, this 14 years. 14 years. Right? According to the Rambam, we learned this, because what was in the Greek about the 14 years? The Mishkan was in Gilgal during those 14 years. Seven years of Kibush and seven years of Chiluk. Seven years of conquering the land and seven years of dividing the land. So we'll say during those 14 years, Nishaibu Bechala, Valon Interestingly enough, I will say during those 14 years, Klaudiswa was Chayiv in Chala, but not Chayiv in Truma. Not Chayv and Shuma. So we'll say, so they used it as a raya to prove that what? That Chala is the Oraisa, while Shuma is Drabanon. 
and ultimately Rav Huna said to them, "Amina lehu ana adaraba." Just the opposite. Afilaman damar truma bezman azadaraisa. Even according to the opinion who holds that truma contemporarily is daraisa, chala drabanon, chalos drabanon. Right? Why? The sanya bevoachem ala aretz. So most of the Torah, when speaking about chala, says when is there an obligation to have chala? Separate chala when you come into the land. If what it says when you come into the land, Yachol, Shnai, So maybe it means even when a couple of Jews come into Eretz Yisrael, it triggers the biblical obligation for Chalo. Tamud Lomar, Bevoachem, Bebias, Kulchem. Therefore, we'll say the Torah means when all of Klav Yisrael comes. Bebias, Kulchem, Amarti, Velo, Bebias, Miktaschem. I will say ultimately, again, when is there a biblical obligation for Chalo that's triggered? Only when, only when all of Klav Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael. V'lo b'v'yas mitzvah. I'll say, take a look at Rashi. Rashi said, last Rashi in the daf. How are you guys seeing the Iba v'achem yochem mishneh v'sul shayim v'shlosha? Tell him v'achem v'yas kolchem. V'achim perusho. Kevin the shina kasa b'yazul lichto b'v'achem lo kasa kisavo yochem mishneh sumurachem. So the Rambam said, by chala, interesting enough, you need all of Klav Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore v'chi asakinu Ezra. When Ezra brought the Jews back, Amad Beis, Lav Kulhu Saluk. They will say, ultimately, again, the majority of Klav Yisrael did not come back. Look at Rashi. Lav Kulhu Saluk, Ruban Nishrub Bavel, Vechsiv Kalakal Ke'echad Abaribo. So they will say, so ultimately, again, Rav Huna just reversed it. Rav Huna just said that Halacha Lamaisa, Chala is Dirabanan, Truma could be Daraisa. Why is Chala Drabanon? Because Rabbi say, ultimately, again, what does Chala require? What does Chala require? All of Al Yisrael. Rabbi say, now, what does all of Klal Yisrael mean? What does all mean? All means Rov. Rabbi say, which I think is something very interesting. Do you know that uh, they project in just a couple of years from now that the majority of Am Yisrael will be in Eretz Yisrael? Which, 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 is a, which is a fascinating Staggering and overwhelming statement that in just a few years, I don't know what I just saw it in 2026, something like that. In just a certain number of years, the majority of probably so will be there. So, I'll just point out besides that, it's just magnificently beautiful to think that the scales will tilt for the first time since the second base Hamikdash. I will also point out that it's fascinating to see that there may be certain halachic realities that will change as well. For example, if you hold that Chala is only Daraisa when the majority of Am Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, then it's quite possible that Chala becomes Daraisa. Again, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing the halachic discussion justice, just pointing it out. Okay, so Tashma. So, so bottom line is, we're still not any closer to answering our core questions, which is what? Which is what? What Kohanic behaviors, if any, establish Yichos? So, so far, both said, let's go through the Kohanic behaviors we have so far. Number one, Dukhanin. Number two, Shuma consumption. Number three, Chala consumption. Number three, number four, Karbanic consumption. Number five, Chazei Vishok consumption. Remember, Chazei Vishok means Kohanic portions from a non-sacrificial animal. So, really, we have not established, we have not established, if anything, it sounds like none of these behaviors actually go ahead and attest to Yichos. What we have seen is that engaging in some of these behaviors helps for others. So, for example, for example, it is possible based on what we just learned that what? That consumption of rabbinic challah may allow for what? 
consumption of truma. But right now, we haven't seen any karmic behavior that ultimately, again, solidifies yichos. Here we go. Let's continue. First line, chav base. Interesting, interesting case. Here we go. Okay, good. I'm okay. I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. So the Gemara says as follows: Tashma, chazoka lekunim nisias kapayim. All right, so both say, okay, here we go. Another statement: chazoka for a kuhuna. Now both say, remember, more than anything, the way I want to translate the word chazoka lekuhuna is how. How do I want to translate that? Yichus, right? But we're not chazaka lekuhuna, right? Chazaka, right? Your chazaka for kuhuna is nesias kapayim vechiluk granos veidos and eidos. Okay, so what's this? Gemara says, what's an example of something that provides a chazaka that you are a kohen? So the Gemara gives three examples, right? Nesias kapayim dochenim, chiluk granos, truma, and eidos and testimony. He must say, Eidos. Eidos chazokahi? He must say, Eidos is not a chazoka. What is Eidos? What is Eidos? It's Eidos, right? Eidos, he say, remember again, what, is, what does the word chazoka mean? What does chazoka mean? A presumption. Right? Chazoka is a presumption. Right? Chazoka means that there are certain things that are happening that allow me to believe that things are a certain way. Right? So I see someone dochening. I even say, I see someone dochening. Oh, that's chazoka, you're a coin. I see you in truma. That's the chazaka that you're a coin. They both say if there's Eidos, if Eidim show up and say this guy's a coin, that's not chazaka. We'll say that's better than chazaka, right? That's Eidos. El olav hafikum. That's what it means to say. Nesias kapayim ki Eidos. Rather, what the Bryson needs to say is like this, and this is incredible. Maybe duchening, duchening is just like Eidos. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? Ma Eidos liuchsin ach nesias kapayim liuchsin. Just like I will say, if there are witnesses who show up and say, Aaron is a coin, and that solidifies his yichus, so too if we see Aaron duchening, that solidifies his yichus as well. To which the Gemara says, Lo, Eidos haba mikoa chazaka ki chazaka. This is fascinating. I will say, no, what it means is, if you have Eidos, that is Eidos on a chazaka, that's like chazaka itself. Which I will say means what? Let's say witnesses show up in Basin and they say, we saw Aaron Dochening. We saw Aaron Dochening. So I will say, halachically, how do we treat that? How do we treat that? As if the Basin themselves saw Aaron Dochening. So whatever that means, right? Whatever, in other words, Eidos on Chazaka is like Chazaka itself. All right, so then from both sides, once again, what do we learn from this? What we learn from this is, if you see someone Dochening, or you see someone eating Truma, or for that matter, witnesses show up and they say what? What are the witnesses saying? What are the witnesses saying? We saw Aaron duchening or eating truma. That's like chazaka itself. Now I will say, what don't I know? What don't I know? Right? What, what I don't know is what the chazaka is. Well, what, so what, what does that mean? Is that a chazaka v'yichos? Is that a chazaka? But I will say, but now the is going to go on a significant tangent. It's not really a tangent. It's focusing on this idea of edus on a chazaka. Watch this, I will say, great case, great case is, Ki Ahuda Asakmi Rabbi Ami. I will say there was once a guy who came before Rabbi Ami. Amr Lehi, Mokhzani Bazeshu Koi. So I will say, the guy said before Rabbi Ami, right, this is what's happening. So guy, we'll just call him guy, comes to Rabbi Ami, right? Guy says to Rabbi Ami, I know that Aaron is a Koi. I know Aaron is a Koi. Amr Lehi Ma'ra Isa. 
So Rabbi Yamsa says, Guy, what did you see? What did you see? He got Bishon. He got the first Ali and Shul. The first Ali and Shul. This is my, so, so Rabbi Ami says to him, when they ask you, Becheskas Shul Kohen, or Becheskas Shul Gadol, did he get the first Aliyah because he's a Kohen? Or maybe he's a great Tam Tchacham. But say, look at Rashi, the second white line in Rashi, or Becheskas Shul Gadol, because I mean, Ba'alma, Rav Karim Bakahani, Ba'akbar Vlad Kohenu. They both say there is a concept in Halacha that if in, in Shul, if Shul, there is a great Talmud Chacham, you are allowed to go ahead and give him the first Taliyah. We don't generally practice this, but Lamai says possible. So the Ami says to guy, says to the guy, how do you know the guy who got me shown? How do you know, how do you know that Aaron is a Kohen? Maybe Aaron is just a great Talmud Chacham. Listen to this. Shakara Acharav Lady Velo. Oh, I, I'll tell you why. The guy who got the second Taliyah was a lady. Was a lady. Now, it's actually a very interesting halacha. And both said that halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, the only time there's an obligation to give the lady shani is when? When you gave a coin rishon. And both said, by the way, this happened. It doesn't happen in our show. This Baruch Hashem, we are blessed. We are blessed with a prolific. The Kohanim are everywhere in this place. Anywhere you turn. But let's say, so I'll point out something very interesting, which is the concept of a coin lady Israel model ultimately is predicated on a coin getting Rishon. Once a coin doesn't get Rishon, what we call Nifsika HaChavila. Literally again, the, the chain, the chain is broken, the chain is broken, and at that point in time, so let's say there's no coin in Shul. What's no coin in Shul? So you, you can give a lady Rishon, you don't have to give a lady Rishon, give anyone Rishon, and then at that point in time, you can give anyone anything. So therefore again, what this guy was saying to Rabbi Ami was, look, they gave a lady shame. So if it was true that Aaron wasn't a Kohen, and he was just, let's say, a great Talmud Chacham, then Allah Isa, they could have given anyone shame. In fact, that they gave a lady shame, indicates to me that what? That Aaron was, in fact, a Kohen. Pretty good. Well, so take a look at Rashi. Shkara Achrav Levi, ve'ilav Kohen who ain't lady Kori Achrav. The Amin Misach is given. Im ain't shan Kohen lisparda chavila, o mefarshinam de ain't lady Kori b'makom she ain't Kohen. V'yesh nefarshin, nisparda chavila shemakom she ain't Kohen, in Rotsi Yisrael, the cross of the lady Kori, v'davka de ain't shan Kohen. Avayichet Shabbos, I say the ideal here is if there's no Kohen, if there's no Kohen, everything kind of falls, not everything falls apart, you no longer have to follow the normative framework and can give anyone alias. Good. So, so we'll say, why are you bringing this story? Why are you bringing this story? Because Lemaissa again, Lemaissa again, the guy is coming for Rabbi Ami, and he's saying to Rabbi Ami, saying to Rabbi Ami, that halacha Lemaissa, halacha So we'll say, just, let me just clarify, just, so, if let's say you have a coin, but you have no lady, right? So what's the Minag Yisrael? What's the Minag Yisrael? The Minag Yisrael is we give the Kohen bin Kohen Levi. If there's no Kohen, you, you know, there's no such thing as giving Levi bin Kohen Kohen. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Levium. Right? Kohanim could be standing for the Levium, but Levium cannot be standing for the Kohanim. So there's no such thing as a Levi bin Kohen Kohen. This is often misunderstood. There's no such thing like that. Right? In fact, if there's no Kohen, there's no Kohen, who do you give an Aliyah to? Anyone who wants to. Now, can you give it to a lady? Sure, you, of course you can, but there's absolutely no imperative to search out a lady over anyone else. Good. So we'll say, so what happened? Rabbi Ami What's the end of the story? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami certified Aaron as a Kohen based on the testimony of this guy. So the, the idea over here is this is an example, this is an example 
of Eidos Anachazaka. Right? So the guy who showed him from Rabbi Ami, and what was he saying? I saw the guy get the first Taliyah. This is Eidos Anachazaka, and Rabbi Ami certified him as a Kohen. And I will say, once again, what's missing from the story? What don't I know? What don't I know? What does it mean that Rabbi Ami certified him as a Kohen? To, to get Rishon? Rabbi Ami said, okay, in the Yom of Rabbi Ami, now you can go ahead and get Rishon also? Like, is that what he was saying? Is it for Duchening? Is it for Truma? Is it for Yichos? So remember, that this is always the part that's unknown. Next story. Next story. There was another guy, calm guy again, who came from Rabbi Yoshua Levi. Amrlei, Shehu Levi. I see this guy, Moshe. This guy, Moshe, he's a Levi. I know that he's a Levi. Amrlei, my Royce. Rabbi Yoshua Levi says, no, what did you see? How, how, do, how do you know he's a Levi? So, Amrlei, Shekarashini Beisakneses. Right? Beisakneses. I saw him get Shaney. He got the second Ali in Shul. Rabbi Yoshua Levi says, one second. How do you know? Did, did he get it because he's a lady? Or maybe he just got it because he's a chash of a guy? In other words, say, apparently, there was a practice that he, right? There was a practice that you could give a great Tamit Chacham, the lady Aliyah. So you give a great Tamit Chacham, Kohen. You could also give a great Tamit Chacham, lady. So Rishon Levi says to the guy, maybe he's not a lady, maybe he's just a great Tamit Chacham. Shekar Lefan of Kohen. No, no, no. I know because the guy who got Rishon was a Kohen. Guy who got Kohen Rishon was a Kohen. So therefore it must be that this guy was a lady. And therefore as a result, And Rabbi Yosho Levi certified this guy as a lady. So we'll say again, the Imar is just bringing these stories because these are examples. These are, Rashi says over the Leviyah, Rashi says over the Leviyah, La Seslo Maiserishon. To give him my solution. To give him my solution. So I will say, so again, the Pashta Surah and the parallel would be that in the previous case, Rabbi Ami certified the coin to eat Truma. To eat Truma. Okay. So I will say another story. So these are just all examples of Eidos on Chazaka, where someone is coming along <coughs> and they are saying, so and so is a coin, so and so is a lady, based on seeing them engage in Kohanic or Levitic behaviors. Next case. Who does? Rabbi Deish Lakish. There was a guy who came before Eishlakish, Amrlei, Muchsakani Bazeshu Kohen. I know this guy is a Kohen. Amrlei Marois, why do you know he's a Kohen? Amrlei Shekarisho Mesaknesas. Ultimately, again, because I saw him get the first Talia. Suppose that I watch this, watch this. So Eishlakish says, so the guy comes before Eishlakish, right? Again, guy says he saw Aaron. Aaron, Aaron is a Kohen. How do you know Aaron is a Kohen? He got the first Talia. Reish Lakish says, let me ask you, Amrlei, Raisif Shechilik Alagranis, did you see him get Truma? Did you see him get Truma? He's from Garish, he's from Garish, that's fine. Did you see him get Truma? Amrlo Rebelazer, then Ein Sham Gorin Batla Kohuna. So what's Rebelazer says, I don't understand, that's not a Raya. And what happens in the place where this guy lives if there's no granaries? There's no granaries. So let's say again, the dispersing of Trumas is very uncommon. So because he lives in a place where there's no granaries, Therefore, again, he can't be certified as a coin. In other words, what Rabbi was saying over here is the absence of receiving truma shouldn't detract from his Kohanic status. Because Lamaisa, again, you see what you see. In other words, the opportunities that are present are the opportunities that are present. If he lives in a place where there are not granaries, then what is he supposed to do? Look at Rashi. In Ainsham Goran, in Ainsham Zori Tvuam Let's say there are no wheat fields in the place where this guy lives. So the absence of granaries should detract from his Kohanic status. 
Another time, a similar story happened. A similar story happened where a guy came, a guy came before them and wanted to say Aaron is a Kohen. How do you know that Aaron is a Kohen? Ultimately, again, because he got the first Aliyah in the Shul. Amalia Shlakish, Shlakish says, Did you see him receive Truma? In other words, it's nice, you don't to get the first Aliyah, did you see him receive Truma? Amalia Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan said, Rabbi Yochanan said, and tell me, just because there are no granaries, the kahuna should be bought. In other words, Rabbi Yochanan is saying, if someone, let's say someone doesn't live in a place where there are granaries, so the absence of getting truma would invalidate a person's kohanic status. In other words, you look at the opportunities that are present in front of this kohen. He got me shown. I'm not worried about did he get truma or not. Rabbi Yochanan, I watch this. Just see what's happening over here. Rabbi Yochanan was Rabbi Lazar's Rebbe. Rabbi Lazar used the same exact terminology as his Rebbe. Watch this. Right in the first, remember again, in the first story, Rabbi Lazar was the one who said, Now, and Rabbi, that was Rabbi Lazar and Rishlakish. Now, Rabbi Lazar and Rishlakish are together again in front of Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan, the Rebbe, used the same Lashon. Hadr Chazin Rabbi Lazar Bishos. Rishlakish turns to Rabbi Lazar. And he looks at him angrily. You heard words. You heard something in the name of Barnafka. In other words, you heard something in the name of our Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan. And you didn't bother to give it over in his name. In other words, Rishlakish was surprised that Rabbi Lazar was effectively quoting his Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan, Barnafka. And ultimately, again, he did not give proper attribution. So he was giving Musa to Belazar that clearly you were saying something over in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, but you did not give proper attribution. Incredible. Rebbe Rebbe Kiyah. You're supposed to listen to this. Here we go. Rebbe Rebbe Kiyah. Chad ha'ela ben api ava v'kuna. So I want to say a couple of very interesting cases. Let's go for another few minutes. Go for another few minutes. You have some time still. So I want to say here we go. So I just want to point out what have we not established yet, right? Great Gemara's, really incredible Gemara's, right? What have, what have we not, first of all, I just want to point out from that statement, from that statement of where Rabbi Yochanan and then Rabbi Lazar said that an in Sham Goren Bat Lakohuna. So Rabbi said, there's incredible Musar Haskell, right? What's the Musar Haskell? So remember, again, what was the case, right? Guy gets Rishon, guy gets Rishon, right? And therefore, I will come, Aaron gets Rishon. And then guy comes to testify from Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazar, that he's a Kohen. So Eshlakish says, I, but did he get, did he get Meiser? I'm sorry, did he get Truma? Did he get Truma? So remember again, what does Rabbi Yochanan answer? Rabbi Yochanan says, essentially Rabbi Yochanan says is, that at the end of the day, how do you judge situations? How do you judge situations? Based on the information that's in front of you. Right? At the end of the day, he got Rishon. He got Rishon. I can't start worrying if there are granaries or not granaries. Did he get Shuma? Did he not get Shuma? You know, in Halacha, there's a concept of in ladayin ladun elamashein of rose. A dayan, a judge, could only judge based on what he sees in front of him. Because we had this last week and last week's stuff. Could it be that there are other aidims somewhere else, other information somewhere else? It's always possible. But when we're making a decision, and that makes a decision, all we could do is what? All we could do is what? Make a decision based on what's in front of him. So Rabbi Yochanan is saying, listen, did he get Shuma? Didn't he get Shuma? This guy's coming to base and he said, Aaron got the first Aliyah. That's what we're going to make our decision based on, based on the information. And Rabbi said, why is this important? 
You know, because I think a lot of times in life, a lot of times in life, we make bad decisions. We make bad decisions. And the truth is, a lot of times in life, we really spend a lot of time hyper-focusing on those bad decisions of our past. And the truth is, it's important to sometimes know that what now becomes apparent as a bad decision didn't look like a bad decision when I made it. Right? At the time that I made it, I'm not a foolish person, I don't intentionally make bad decisions. At the time that I made the decision, it actually looked like the right decision to make. Now in retrospect, I realize it was a terrible mistake. It was a terrible mistake. But, but when I made the decision, I made the decision with the information I had at hand. And I will say that has to be at least a chasi nechama, a little bit of a consolation. Right? You could always look back. You could always, well, what's the, what's the more, Monday morning quarterback? Right? Hindsight is always 2020. You could always look back retrospectively and see, oh, that decision was bad, that decision was bad, that decision was bad. Okay. And, and I might be right. They were all bad decisions. But Lamaisa, in life, when I make a decision, all I have is the information I have at hand. Now, is it true that sometimes I don't think enough before making decisions? Sometimes I don't think enough before choosing the right derech? Absolutely. But I will say, sometimes I do. Sometimes I really thought stuff out. But Lamaisa, it was still the wrong decision. But again, Silvis, Dafchov, Hamid Bays, sometimes all you have to make, inform- to make decisions is the information you have in front of you. And we have to sometimes avoid the Sahara to constantly live in the past and beat ourselves up over decisions of the past. But remind ourselves, it was a bad decision. It didn't work out well, but I did the best that I could in that moment with the information I had at hand, close the book on it, and move yourself forward. The Gemara goes weiter. Rabbi Rabbi Chia, Chad Ha'ala Ben Api Abav Lekuna, Vechad Ha'ala Ach Api Ach Lelevia. Let's say this is great. It's great. Two stories. Rabbi Rabbi Chia. One, establish the Kohanic status of a of a son based on the testimony of his father, and one establish a brother based as a lady based on the testimony of his brother. Okay, what happened? It must be Rebbe was the one who established the, who established the status of a son based on the testimony of his father. This sign, I was listening to this. The man comes to Basin and he says, This is my son, and he's a Kohen. I was he's believed to feed him Truma. I was that was interesting. What does it sound a little bit like? What does it sound a little bit like? Almost like Pesha, Asr, Pesheter type of thing. In other words, we don't know, we don't know this father and son relationship before us. A guy shows up in base and he says, hey, this is my kid. And what are we like? Okay, <laughs> good for you, Mazel tov, right? So let's say, see, he says, this is my kid, and I'm a Kohen, and therefore he's a Kohen, and I want to give him Truma. So the Gemara says, okay, that, that, that's fine. He's believed to say this is his son, and as a result, he's also believed to go and feed him Truma. Now watch this. Now what can't he do? He can't marry him, he can't marry this boy off to a girl of untainted yichos, of untainted lineage. Why? Because I will say there is a concern when it comes to yuchsin, maybe the kid is not his kid, and maybe the kid in fact is a mamzer, or an asin, or something, or someone else. So interestingly enough, the father's testimony is enough to certify his kid as a coin for Truma consumption purposes. Devei Rebbe. These are the words of Rebbe. I'm not a 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 Rebbe. I'm
תאמין לו אישה, ומי אתה מאמין לו אישה? לא סמי לו לאחר בתשומה. If you're going to believe the father's word that this kid is his son, to allow him to eat truma, then why wouldn't you believe him to what? To marry him off to a woman. And if you're not going to believe him to marry him off to a, to a woman of proper yichos, then ultimately how can you believe him for truma? To which Rabbi says, Rabbi gives a very simple distinction. Rabbi says, listen, I believe the father for things that the father controls. What does the father control? Truma. Now remember, the father himself is a bona fide Kohen. So therefore, again, the father is a bona fide Kohen. The Truma in his, in his domain, he's claiming that this kid is his son. He controls all of the variables, all of the circumstances. And the only person that this testimony of impact is who? The father and the son. But the father's testimony is not going to be believed when it impacts someone else. What's an example of where it impacts someone else? What's an example of that? Marrying off his son to another woman. So again, if there's a woman of perfect hijos, then the Maisa, we're not going to just accept the father's testimony that this is his kid and he's a Kohen and he's fine. Because again, that testimony impacts someone else. So the Gemara says, you're right. So now we've proven that Rebbe was the one who allows a father based on his testimony to establish the Kohanic lineage of his own son. But again, just to be clear, that testimony has limitations. What does it work for? What does it work for? Truma. What doesn't it work for? Marriage. Good. So I will say ultimately again from the fact that Rebbe was the one who established the yichos of the Kohanic yichos of a son based on the testimony of his father for Kohuna. And Masi, therefore, the Rabbi Chia was the one who allowed one brother to testify about his fellow brother to be a Levi. Rabbi Chia will stop over here for today. Rabbi Mir Hashem, pick up with the Levi case tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right, Chavranzim, everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Great to see everyone.